0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology Podcast, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. My name is Robert Kane, And I am Rick Gromlin. And today, we are going through Philippians, continuing mm. our Philippians uh, series, going through chapter 3, verse 10, all the way to the end, actually picking up in chapter 4, verse 1. Rick, what else are we getting yeah. into?
1: Yeah, so we're going to talk about that passage and Paul's plea to the church to fix their eyes on Christ, who is the goal of Christ alone, and how he sustains us for that, and how he is good to the church and Paul's admonition to encourage them. We're also going to get into a little bit of Downton Abbey talk Downton and hear Rob break down that for us. You're back at
0: it, Rob. We are back.
1: We feels are feels good.
0: Feels good. It does feel good. It does feel good to be behind the mic again. I enjoy being behind the mic. Maybe because it makes me feel like I'm a bigger deal than what I actually <laughs> am and it's feeding a little bit of my flesh. <laughs> but it feels good to have a mic in front of me and mm. to speak into it. Well, you can do that even if you're not recording something. That's you know you, you make you a you could good do point.
1: that when you preach. You could uh, do that when you're talking to your wife or reading your kids a story or
0: you do make a good point
1: meeting your neighbor for the first time
0: <laughs> all things I, that i'm sure i'll try it i noticed
1: when you sent me a text yesterday or monday uh not yesterday but yesterday was monday but uh, i think it was sunday maybe about recording and you said something like ah oh, i won't be able to be back in front of my mic until this this time i was like i right, see you I mentioned being in front of the mic
0: you didn't That's see good.
1: me you sent uh, my message it's a metaphor we use in the uh in, in my
0: culture my people oh, okay <laughs> Well, you know you Americans are. I'm temporarily considering myself English as, as we go through uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. So, How's that
1: going? I meant to ask you that. Dude, I'm you telling you, I'm,
0: I'm really invested wh- in the wh- show. Yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert. We're, Sorry. we're in season three.
1: Okay. What's happening?
0: Um, Yeah, guys, this is a spoiler alert. So if, if you haven't already gotten to it, then too bad. Um, but <laughs> Mary and Matthew just got hitched. Edith okay. was just left at the altar. Mm. Poor Edith. Um, oh, or Edith I'm telling you, I heard I heard like Ronnie and, and Ted riff about Downton Abbey and I thought to myself yeah. that's that's fun haha like but I will never be into that show and Danielle <laughs> loves the show there and so when she heard that I was willing to like sure I'll try the first like I'll watch the first episode with you that kind of thing she was pumped but she was yeah. like there's no way you're gonna like this and it mm. wasn't like the storyline was alright and so I was like sure like we maybe tomorrow we can watch the second episode yeah. And we did, and by episode three, I was hitched. Uh, like, I was in. You are hitched to it. hmm Like a married man. So um, I've, been, I've actually been really liking it, pleasantly it surprised by that, but, yeah. Favorite character storytelling. so far? Ooh, favorite character? That's a good question. Probably the um, Lord Grantham.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Big man himself. Yeah. I a really of like a temper,
0: him. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, not, like, as great of a moral compass as he... As I thought he was. Mm -hmm. No, Um, that's true. But I do really like him. Mm. And I'm starting to like Matthew Crawley more. Yeah. Initially, I did not like him. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Rationale there? Uh, I just felt like he was kind of snooty and not really Mm. willing to try new things.
1: Yeah. Man stuck in his time, I would say. Well, Mm. yeah. One thing that's funny about that show,
0: at least for me, I can't
1: speak for other people, but I I feel like this is true for some people. Like, it makes you... (laughs) It makes you want to be a better person. Yeah, and, and I don't mean like like you want to like just be the most moral person, but you just want to have like your your craft together in life. Mm-hmm. Like you want every room you walk into, it needs to be in order. Yeah. you want to wake up at like a good time and like put on like nice clothes and yeah. like uh-huh. be like a have a person. dinner jacket. Yeah, like have your life <laughs> together. Uh-huh. Um, so yes. like, that's what I always took away. Like I always felt that after watching that show, like man, I just want to live.
0: <laughs> I want to live I, my best life now <laughs> I just want an estate
1: Yeah, 12, Can I just be
0: a, a billionaire in England Is that, is very that too much well to ask pedicured, Manicured lawn <laughs> like Very well taken care of To where I can just walk outside in my Dinner jacket mm-hmm. And walk around For acres on end And just think to myself yes. like, That seems like a, a nice evening Well spent or if I want to go and walk with Danielle It be right. wonderful
1: and you, want to talk about,
0: you know who else I really like is Daisy. Mm. She's like one of the sweetest characters.
1: Yeah. Um, people. Well, we, we can go on. We'll talk next episode more about down. There we but, go. Um, Rob, bro, a couple updates here. I want to update the listeners. Some big life changes for you. Um, if you have known Rob in the past, you need to kind of reevaluate your relationship with him. Rob is now what we would call a business mogul. Um, and what? what I mean by that is he is a season ticket holder to oh a professional <laughs> athletic team. So Rob has season tickets to, um, one Columbus crew, which I think they're still called a crew, right?
0: They are. They, they changed they that back for a second and they changed it yeah. back, thankfully. So Rob, tell us about your
1: new, your new, um, I mean, you pretty much are Downton Abbey anymore. I mean, you have season tickets.
0: <laughs> um, how's, yeah, that far, far that. how's that feel? that feel? how's that feel? So our our office has season tickets <laughs> for our clients. Um, I did tell each of our team members that they could go to a game, and yeah. Danielle and I plan on going to a game as well. And we d- did get some spare tickets because we got a refund, and I didn't mm-hmm. feel right using that money for events that I n- necessarily was interested in. So I was like, okay, we got them for tickets. We need to get tickets, mm-hmm. and so I was able to get two additional season tickets for pretty. Um, Pretty cheap, comparatively speaking. Yeah. Um, the bad thing is, is that you get what you pay for and the seats are not in a good part of the stadium. In
1: mm-hmm. fact,
0: they're in the very last row. <laughs> so, okay, may not be sending clients to that, but might send our team if they aren't interested in, in using that. But, yes. but yeah, we, we have tickets, man. Yeah. So,
1: Way to go. I aspire. I mean, I don't, I don't mean that facetiously. I aspire, Rob, to be, a, to be like you. If you could have season tickets to any team, and free transportation.
0: The, would not be the Columbus Crew.
1: I, I mean, I agree with that. Free transportation, to and fro, Ooh. home season tickets. Any team,
0: any sporting, sports. Okay, I mean, so my favorite team. Let's keep it in America. Yeah. I'd say my favorite team is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Buckeyes, close second. But I don't think, actually I don't even have to think about it. I, I would not want to have season tickets to a Pittsburgh Steelers or even a um, Ohio State Buckeyes um, season more than I would like a baseball team or a basketball team.
1: That's that what I was going to say.
0: Reason being is because I think football is way more enjoyable to watch from the comfort of your home where you can see mm-hmm. all kinds of different angles. You can see how close they are to a first down, that the replays, and you can see guys drawn on the screen telling you what to look for. like That, that kind of thing is enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. And if I want to go to the bathroom, I just get up at the, or at the commercial break and just go. Um, whereas baseball is really enjoyable. It's far more enjoyable to be in the park. Like it's a, it's an experience. Whereas sitting at home watching baseball is not as fun. Same thing in my mind with basketball, but less so like basketball. I could enjoy watching on TV as well, Mm -hmm. um, more than watching baseball on TV, all of which I I enjoy. But if you ask me which ones like TV, it goes football, basketball, baseball, whereas in person, baseball and basketball are toward the top and mm. then football probably yes. baseball first though because of all the nostalgia
1: yeah well and it also like we're gonna i'm gonna say this we'll finish our bantering we'll get into our topic but that's that's also probably what lord of grantham would enjoy uh just a good uh, baseball is is a game of class it's a gentleman's game it's a gentleman's game it really is so well good choice there well done thank Bob. you thank yeah. you so, uh, to jump in, now that we're almost 10 minutes into the podcast oh, no. episode, right. uh, we're talking about Philippians again. So, we are covering Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, all the way through chapter 4, verse 1. So, I... that is our heading for the day. Uh, Excellent. You sense. reading or am I? Uh, you got, I'm going for it. I'm like five you got eight. it, man. I
0: don't have it. Do you have it? Yeah. Got it right in front of me. <laughs> i should i have some notes i'm prepared this. for this episode <laughs> <laughs> i'll read while yeah. you're getting there okay starting in verse 10 okay this is paul saying this that i may know him and the power of his resurrection is that the csb it's the esv you want me to uh, read csb no no i just wasn't sure okay okay i mean ESV hasn't given us a deal yet they <laughs> are not sponsoring anything so that's true
1: that's true i, don't, I, don't know how um, I do have that. the esv in front of me though you, so you carry on
0: and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me, and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many, of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Amen. Amen. That's good. So,
1: one thing I will say, just a note as we kick off, in verse 10 of chapter 3, the CSB, um, there's a new sentence beginning in verse 10, where I think the ESB, it is... Up in the middle of a sentence if I'm right that's true yep <clears throat> um, but yeah so he's talking about this goal right so it stretch, stretches out and I did not preach on this passage that would be the right reverend Ron Wallace mm. um, Ron Wallace Ronald Edwin Wallace the second William. yeah pretty much pretty much um, but so well, under, you be okay outside. man
0: I don't know if he's like thunder. we're in the middle of a program. I don't want I, you to need you to be professional here and not have ADD. Is that a squirrel out there? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's thunder or someone like
1: hit something. Anyway, you know, with kids, you never know. Mm, uh, sure. Paul has been talking about this goal uh, to know him and the power of his resurrection of Christ and pressing on to know these things. Um, so one thing that I just want to want to point out, um, like Paul is not he he gets done listing like all these things about who he is, right? So we talked about this last episode. And that he's not putting any kind of confidence in his flesh. He's not he's saying, Listen, Christ has done all these things. All who I was all these things before, it's nothing. And then he turns his gaze and says, But this is my goal. So it's not the flesh. My goal is to know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his death so in all the ways that he can to know christ to be conformed like christ you know the power of christ to be to be unified in his fellowship with christ um the csb in verse 11 says assuming that i will somehow reach the resurrection from the dead um i do prefer not to get technical, but i do prefer this the esv translation um there which i gotta attain find here. yes yeah um, that by any that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. I just feel like the CSB CSB makes it sound like if I can somehow get there, you know, um, mm, yeah, which is I don't think quite as clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it also just just worth noting that Paul, as he's um, talking about this, seems to understand that suffering brings deeper fellowship with Christ in, um, in verse ten there. Sorry, Absolutely. I scrolled because you were no. you were. No, um, it that's... Yeah, that I may know him and the power of resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So he talks about I may that I may know him mm-hmm. and the power of resurrection and may share his suffering. Like he's connecting the suffering of Christ in that as he's as he shares in that suffering, he it enables him to better know Christ. Um. Also, just the fact that he's desiring to emulate the self-emptying love that Jesus showed on the cross Mm -hmm. that jesus himself emptied himself suffered on our behalf um, so that we may be drawn to him but then also one of the ways that we can better know him is by willing to empty ourselves and suffer on christ's behalf um, and therefore better have a little bit better understanding as to what it is to suffer for the sake of the gospel but then also um, better understand what christ did for us not that we can replicate that not advocating for that but as Christ suffered, so also will we. And as we do that, we can better understand who Christ is and further mm-hmm. enjoy him by knowing him better.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And then he tra- he just begins to talk again about this goal, right? So we see that in verse 12. Uh, 10 and then verse 12. And, and he kind of prefaces, like, not that I've already reached this goal. And uh, I was reading some commentary on this, and people were like, there's many different opinions on why he's saying this, like is he saying this to like those who are opposing him in the church of Philippi or is he simply just trying to be humble? I think he's just saying, like, listen, I've not reached this goal. Like this isn't something where I've arrived at, but I make every effort. So he denied all the effort in the previous passage with the flesh. He says, But this goal I make I make every effort to take hold of it because I have also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. And we see this this connection between his effort, right? So he's got a goal. He's making efforts. He's, he's striving in that direction, but he's also very clear, like, and I've been taken hold of by Christ. Yeah. So Christ has a hold of me, and I am trying to get a hold of Him, trying to reach that goal. Hmm. He has, in a sense, achieved his goal in atoning for me, redeeming me, and I am striving towards the goal of fully knowing and, and um, fellowshipping and suffering for him. So that was just a, kind of a, a wonderful picture there of like effort and then also resting in God's work and his grace.
0: Yeah, that's good. The uh, 3.12 there. Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's this idea of progressive sanctification. Mm-hmm. Luke, Luke mentioned it even in the last episode with uh, positional sanctification where we are in, in Christ's mm-hmm. eyes, in God's eyes, perfectly sanctified, but then there's also a progressive sanctification in that our flesh is continuously being put to death and Paul is talking about I, i'm pressing toward this i'm I've not been made perfect. I haven't already obtained this, but I am striving toward it. I am being perfected, I' am striving toward a a goal, and as, as followers of Jesus, we should be mm-hmm. striving toward further righteousness and and further holiness
1: yeah well and and it, with reference to this goal, like we are not th- this prize. Um, this isn't so much a, a thing that we get to determine either. This is one of Ron's points. Like we don't we don't get to say, okay, so my prize is it's hmm. Christ and it's going to be peace, or my my prize is Christ and it's going to be healing, or my prize is going to be Christ and it's going to be you know uh, a just beautiful wife and a, a flock of kids or whatever. Like you don't get it. It's not Christ and it yeah, is Christ, good. and you have to believe that, because yep. everything else will, will really leave you kind of just very disappointed,
0: um, and it's idolatry. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's good. There's also, as I'm reading um, verse 13, I feel like, or the end of 12 and 13, there's a mm-hmm. bit of a play on words there, Yeah. where he's saying, but I press on to make it my own, because the reason behind it, Christ Jesus has made me his own. So he's mm-hmm. striving to make this goal of of being perfected his own mm-hmm. because he recognizes that Christ has made him his own. And he says, yeah. brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. So continuing that play on words, mm-hmm. um, just seeing that the, the rootedness, the reason why we strive after holiness and strive after righteousness and strive after this perfection that Paul is talking about is not to earn favor with, God, mm-hmm. but it's because God has already made us His own. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. And when you when you get that, when the, the Holy Spirit illuminates that, that really does shift. Like so, you're, whether it's your your discipline of being a part of the church body, your discipline of prayer, or scripture reading, it it changes that from okay, I'm doing this to stay in God's good graces or because it's just the the quote unquote right thing to do. It changes that to and this is how I know more who Christ is. This is how I fulfill my heart's desire more fully. This is how I um, am satisfied more fully. But yep. by again knowing fellowship with Christ, fellowship in a suffering, um, feeling that uh, feeling just the reality and the truth of Scripture uh, applied to your life. So, if you get those out of balance, what happens? Even though we would, again, back to Paul's argument earlier in the chapter 3, even though we would say, I put no confidence in the flesh, right? I have no confidence there. Mm-hmm. If, your, if your work or your diligence or your, your efforts are from a heart position of, I need to attain or I need to achieve or I need to maintain, right. fill in the blank, then you slip back into that confidence in the flesh, and Paul just is going after that. Yeah. am uh, saying, listen, like, brothers and sisters, I am not, like, I don't consider to have, like, gotten there, but I mean, I'm pressing towards that goal, that prize.
0: Um, yeah, it, it, well, he even points out there in, in verse 15, mm-hmm. but those of us who are mature, so, so the ESV study Bible points this out, says that that Greek word teleois, mm-hmm. or teleois, I, I, I took Greek, I promise, but if I probably butchered that. <laughs> Um, I don't know, so it sounds good to me. It's all great okay. to me, Rob. Exactly. <laughs> I already broke the rule. You're supposed to say quick and confident, and I already adjusted the way that I said it, and then <laughs> exposed my inconfidence. But uh, that that word can mean mm-hmm. um, perfect or mature.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, when we see this thing that he's talking about, like striving for perfection, it could also be translated as as striving for maturity, so mm-hmm. to speak, or yeah. like a final mature maturity. And so he says, let those of us who are mature think this way. So recognizing that if you are mature, you'll recognize that you're not fully mature and you'll yeah. continue to pursue um, full maturity or perfection. Mm-hmm. So you see, again, this little bit of play on words where Paul is trying to, to make the point by using the words in various ways.
1: Yeah. No, I remember talking to an old, um, an old pastor years ago, Levi Wisner, and he had just had been pastoring for years and years and he um he did he never doubted the lord or the, or the scriptures or any of those things but he just said the older i get the less i know mm, and yeah. just showed like that humility and, and you see that in parenting you see it in marriage when you meet someone who's like yeah no i think we're i think we're pretty good like yeah like we're good at this thing you're like okay you suck at this thing <laughs> that's what you're saying because right. because to have confidence or to, to have maturity and wisdom is to know and these are these are deep things especially with the Lord, like like you're saying, to say, man, I, I'm I'm pretty mature, I'm pretty like far along then you know, like you are, you have a long way to go.
0: Yep, yeah I mean, at the end of verse 15, and if in anything you think otherwise, mm-hmm. so Paul is saying, if you if you if you don't think that you have some maturing to do, he says God will reveal that also to you. So if you think you're pretty mature, God will reveal to you that you're not so pride comes before the fall
1: it does but like right after that paul just follows that like in verse 17 join me in imitating join in imitating me brothers and sisters and pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us Mm -hmm. and this idea that like it's not wrong at all to, to, to say hey like i by god's grace i'm following the lord there seems to be evidence of faithfulness um i'm not i'm not affirming that myself but other people are affirming that um let me let me show you how to live like I, i'm a, i'm an example for you i'm a modeling for you godliness and that's what elders of the local church should be doing yeah. they are far from perfect i'm not saying hey i'm paul so you know fig- i've got this figured out or I'm i'm close i'm just saying th- the role of elder pastor is to be a model for other people to follow, which is very convicting uh, as an elder pastor. But he just says, you know, join in imitating us. Pay careful attention to those who live according to the example you have in us. Um, So he's like, listen, don't be following just whoever you want or whoever sounds wise, but rather those who live uh, according to the example that you have been given. Yeah. So Yeah, go ahead. ahead, You go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say that that's just the ordinary Christian life. Mm-hmm. is to Absolutely. recognize others who are very good point. following Jesus, um, perhaps more effectively than what you mm-hmm. are. And maybe it's because they're further along um, in life. Maybe they're just older, or maybe they're just more spiritually mature right now. Maybe they've been yeah. a Christian for 10 years, and you might be older in age, but maybe you've only been a Christian for a few years, and you just recognize that they're further along than you are. And this ordinary pattern of Christian life is to recognize those who are further along and to, um, try to imitate them i think of um you just see some cross references you see uh, even in philippians 4 9 so just mm-hmm. the yep. f- passage or the verse right before the one we started on which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things and the yes. god of peace will be with you and then first corinthians eleven one, be imitators of me as i am of christ second thessalonians 3 nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it but with toil and labor, we work night and day, that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have that right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. And So we constantly see Paul, and there's other verses here, but for sake of time, I won't read them all. For sake, um, we see Paul constantly saying, imitate mm-hmm. me as mm-hmm. I imitate Christ. Follow after me as I follow after Christ. And then others, as you see others who are following after Christ, follow them. Just the ordinary pattern of, of Christian life.
1: That's such a good point, Rob. Because we we often can just be like, well, we always like we we make these two tiers of Christianity. Like there's those who are like really they're like they're serious with their faith and there's those who are like, Yeah, like I'm a Christian, but I'm not, you know, I'm not cheating on my wife, but I'm not, yeah. you know, a saint. Um, and that's like no, if you if Christ has regenerated your soul, A you are a saint and you're yes. of the same standard as everyone else. Um and just really believing that, and that should, that should be an exciting thing because it shouldn't be a burden because if Christ has called you to that, then he will provide and sustain you in that. So, uh, yeah, great point.
0: Um, the, now, as you, as, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question.
1: You ask me a question, baby. Oh,
0: wonderful. Thanks. Okay. So in 19, their end is destruction. Their God mm-hmm. is their belly and
1: mm-hmm. they glory
0: in their shame. With minds set on earthly things. Did you have any any comments on that?
1: Well, just read verse 18 and 19 to give a little bit of
0: context there. For many, of whom I have often told you, and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in their shame, with minds set on earthly things.
1: Yeah, so this was another section where there was like a lot of different views as I was diving into the commentaries on this and I don't know if, Rob, if you read much or if you were able to land on the spot but the argument the two kind of positions primarily are is he speaking about those who are outside the church who are false teachers and they're just you know they've they've kind of been in they kind of fellowship a little bit and then they're like, yeah we're, we're kind of we're following more or less a different gospel um, or are these people who um, who did like and they were apart, they seem to be like really in, and it appears that they have fallen away. And what I read there was no conclusion that so that was kind of um kind of unhelpful, I will say. But yeah. I think that, that what we can say are these are people who their goal is not what what Paul is saying, their goal is not Christ and to know him. Um, you know, as verse ten says of oh, chapter three. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and being conformed to his death. That is not their goal. Rather, their goal is um, selfishness. We see in chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. It begins to talk about those who follow the circumcision party and all these things. Um, but either way, you cut it. He's talking about people who their citizenship is not in heaven. Um, yeah, verse twenty says, "Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ."
0: Yeah. If you have
1: yeah. thoughts on on verse nineteen,
0: no, I just thought it, I just thought it was unique. You guys are going through this, and mm-hmm. I mean, when we're recording this, it's June, and um, June just throughout the nation has become Pride Month, mm-hmm. and and we see more parades of people glorying in yes in sin in their shame um where lgbtq movement has become uh, a thing culturally speaking where what was once recognized as sin has now been celebrated Mm -hmm. and is continuously being celebrated and so we see even paul talking about people who have embraced some form of sin where they've turned away from christ it may not necessarily be sexual in this context but he says their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. So essentially what what they desire in their flesh is what they are making their God. And they glory in their shame with mindset set on earthly things. They can't see past yeah. um, what the earth has, what the, what the world has to offer them.
1: And I think just a word of, of application maybe for us or wisdom is that um, it's Sometimes the blatant, like the homosexual uh, infidelity, all those things are like just so blatant. Those are sin. Mm-hmm. Those are, are selfishness. That's that is selfishness. I think we need to be watching for ourselves. in um, just in some some subtle ways, like man, yeah. do we uh, like their god is their stomach? Do we prioritize food too much? Like I I love mm, to eat. Yeah. I right. I really do not like to be deprived of eating. Um, you know they're am I kind of about myself their glory is their shape is that something that I find like man i I would like some more glory that's my flesh so that's my that's my bent as a human am I being diligent to guard against that um and then their yeah. focus their focus is on earthly things like who does not struggle with that
0: right 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 so i'm I'm glad you said that because it is easy just to run to like the the lowest hanging fruit there of the LGBT movement. Since it's the month of June, and we can mm-hmm. see a a pretty clear correlation, but this passage wasn't written in light of the LGBT movement. <laughs> it was written to sinful human beings, and right. so it applies to us just as much as it does to them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, we should be slow to just throw that at somebody else, and and not take inventory yeah. of our own spiritual well being.
1: And keeping in mind that when when God was writing His word, He knew that June was going to be Pride Month in this country called America at some point. For who knows yeah, how long, but get all that in mind. Um, but then he does, he switches to, like, the reminder of where our citizenship is, so where our focus is, again, it's not on earthly things, it's in heaven, where our citizenship citizenship is. Uh, is your citizenship secured, or is it logged, or is it it
0: belongs? Originates I'm not from, sure what, you, what you're what you trying to say. Yeah, I'm listening with eager anticipation. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, you think about
1: um like like the idea of membership, right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's from anyway, we're we're moving on. Uh first one <laughs> <Great> explanation. <laughs> no, like thank, okay. Thank you for that. So, so, let me just let yeah, let's just this might take a minute, but we're going to we're going to take it unpack uh, it. Unpack this for you. Let me let me unpack this for
0: you. Um here's my suitcase. If you could unpack it, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, so, so when you're a citizen of of a nation, that nation has um I'm trying to think of the right word. They have given you, or they have, um, it's not like,
0: uh, Rob. I'm not sure what you're trying to say. I want to help you.
1: Yeah, help me, Rob. Like, they issue your citizenship, right? They, like, authenticate it? They are the authority, right? Yep. The government of the United States of America is the authority by which my citizenship in this country is held. Yes. Right? So, Heaven is the issuer, the authority that holds my citizenship, yeah. or I should say, Christ is the authority that holds my citizenship in heaven. Um, I had like a little glimpse of a thought, and I started to like say it, and then it didn't go well. Kind of got off the rails. it crashed like a like, train crash, and now I'm trying to get back on the rails. It's not yeah, going get back on, back on the off. rails. Get back verse, on the rails. Man. verse twenty one says he will transform the body of our human condition into the likeness of his glorious body, and by the power that enabled him to subject everything to himself. So then, my dearly loved and longed for brothers and sisters, my joy and crown in this manner stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. So he closes out this thought with our, our citizenship is in heaven. And not only that, not only is there this idea that, okay, that's our home, but more than that, all, all the issues, the problems he listed in, in verse 19 about in the stomach is their God, their glory is their shame, their focus is on earthly things. He says, listen, I will transform, Christ will transform the body of our human condition, our, our, our failings, our weaknesses, our proclivity for certain kinds of sin. all those things that we struggle with and we will struggle with until Christ fulfills this. But he will fulfill this, transforming our condition uh, into like his glorious body. How's he gonna do that? By the power that subjected everything to himself. In that last part of verse 21, we see just a beautiful glimpse into the the doctrine of of Christ, the deity of Christ. How man he everything is subject to Christ. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is outside of his his scope or his um, dominion. And because that's true, then he has the ability, and he will do this he has the ability to bring transformation to us and we have to believe that that's like literally going to happen it's really going to happen is that is part of our goal our prize i should say
0: yeah that's good that's good um going back a little bit to the to the citizenship aspect Mm -hmm. um the faith life study bible has a nice word on this says that um roman citizenship was highly prized But Paul encourages believers to embrace a far better identity as citizens of God's kingdom. Most residents of Philippi probably lacked Roman citizenship. For any believers who did hold Roman citizenship, Paul's statement here presents a challenge to look beyond their earthly status and show highest allegiance to Christ. Mm. Today, most of our listeners are in America, we're in America, and America, despite what others would say is more than likely known by most countries as the most powerful nation on the planet Mm. now there may be some argument back and forth but it would at least be in the conversation okay and so for us to be americans is an extremely privileged citizenship to have yes and so drawing that um parallel with roman citizenship it It's important for us to recognize that our ultimate and highest allegiance is not to the United States of America. We we love our country. We're grateful that the Lord has placed us in this country. We have innumerable rights that we otherwise would not have had. However, our ultimate allegiance is to Christ. Doesn't mean that we do not have allegiance to our country. I think allegiance to a country is a good thing, but our ultimate allegiance is to Christ. It's also worth noting that in that time in the Roman Empire, um, the emperor was Mm -hmm. known culturally as the Savior and the Lord. So when Paul attributes that kind of language to Jesus, it's expressly going against the high high authority during that time, the Roman emperor, who citizens of Rome would know him as the Savior and the Lord. And Mm -hmm. Paul is saying that, Jesus Christ is the Savior and the Lord, which yeah. um, may have been part of the reason why um, Paul and others who called him Lord and Savior were imprisoned and s- suffered.
1: It's a very good point, probably very much uh, so. You know, it, it's it's that reality of being able to look around you and say, "If this is a, if this is great, like, like as Americans, we live a pretty good life on Earth. Um, wherever you're at." Like you compared, relatively speaking, compared to the, the rest of civilization, you're you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you are in just the armpit of the world, just a terrible place, terrible situation, either way, you, you look around and you say, okay, this is not my hope. Yeah. My hope is in Christ, who uh, my citizenship is held in heaven by him, and he is going to make me new. And that's that's our hope. Not so we can then enjoy, uh, you know, a better afterlife or kick back and just kind of chill in heaven and no more stress, bills are paid, all that's good. I got to mention, got plenty of food, but rather to again know Christ and to honor and worship Him. So
0: yeah, that's good. And so then Paul, there it is. Paul closes out his thought mm-hmm. by pleading with the people to stand firm. Yeah, stand
1: firm. firm. There it is. Philippians okay. three ten. Three, four, one.
0: Any additional comments on this passage? That's it, Rob. I
1: do have a Our question gang. for you though, Rob? Did uh, you oh. um, you got a different wedding ring there? Did you get married to someone else, or is that new? Or I don't is don't
0: that... I've been wearing this for months.
1: Yeah, that, that's a different. One listeners, let me tell you, Rob. What it's is... not a different one. I mean, it might be it, a different one. It looked different. It looked like it was time. like a
0: different color. No, it's always it's mm-hmm. since I've been wearing this new batch of silicone rings this one a, has oh you have been, a batch
1: of rings gotcha gotcha is that, that like a batch of wives rob
0: did you make a batch mm. of covenants with a batch of women did you no, huh? I, i'd rather not comment on that <sighs> um, all right joseph smith leave it ambiguous <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, anyway. this, one, this one's been navy dark blue since i've been wearing it so way to go rob way to go Thanks. That's it. All right, y'all, if you want to know anything else, head over to simpletheology.org. You can suggest some topics. If you go over there, you can leave us a voicemail. You can find our social media stuff all at simpletheology.org. You can also support the podcast. If you go over there, um, you can find a way to do that. This show has been any kind of blessing to you. Thank you to those who do Mm. support. It means a lot. It allows us to buy the equipment that we need and occasionally allows us to get lunch. We didn't get lunch this time. But maybe two years from now, we'll get another lunch. <laughs> but very appreciative to those yes. who do support. And if you feel so inclined, thank you very much ahead of time.
1: Yeah. And it, I would say, let's back to the whole like common thing. Uh, can someone please like give us a suggestion? I love it when people give us suggestions of topics to cover.
0: There you and go. So I'm not, I'm not begging. Brick's putting the bait in the water. I'm just would strongly, strongly asking
1: bite? does someone want to throw out something?
0: I did. I did hear from a listener. A listener we both know, Daniel Kirby. Shout out, man! Thank Daniel. you. He's uh, listener number one in my book. In my book as well. I don't care who hears this. Um, <laughs> but at the at the at Wyatt's wedding, he came up and said, like, "Hey, man, I've been really enjoying it recently. So maybe people like the flip the Philippians thing that we're doing." Yeah. So well, let us know then book, if, you, if you do. If you <laughs> let another, us know. Another book that you want us to go through next time or something yeah. like that. Just let us yeah. know. All right. All right, peace. Peace.